Is That Really in the Bible presents the teaching ministry of David Freeman. I want to talk about your identity, the fact that your identity is revealed by the God that you serve, that is big letter G or small letter G. The character of a person is revealed by the God that they serve. This is something that is often overlooked. We don't really think about it, but it reveals a lot about us. That is, the character of a person is revealed by the God that they serve, big letter G or small letter G. Just recently, I was looking on Facebook, and there was this hideous guy on there that had been tattooed. He was like a tattooed freak. Uh, he had tattoos all over his body. He had implants under his skin uh, at the top of his head, made it look like he had two horns. Uh, his tongue had been split, forked. He had these, I don't know what, they're not earrings, but there's something, implants in your ears that make these big holes in your ears. But, I mean, this guy, you wonder how people like that ever get a job. I mean, who would hire them? But because there's no way to cover up this stuff. I mean, it's, it's all over him. And But anyway, and I was looking at some of the comments that people made. And, and uh, of course, you had, you know, harsh comments, the cruel comments that were uh, probably justified. But then you had other, the religious comments that said, well, we shouldn't judge. You know, we shouldn't judge. But I'm sorry, every, you know, you sort of judge a book by its cover. Maybe you shouldn't, but... Every picture tells a story, that's for sure. But there was this one comment of this young girl, and she said, I'm a Satanist. Now get this. She said, I'm a Satanist, but I'm really a good person. And she goes through all these characteristics of she's honest and she's hardworking. And, and I thought, wow, you know, this is revealing here. She's claiming to be a Satanist, but she's really a good person. And it got me thinking about the, you know, this message that the character of a person is revealed by the God that they serve. And truth of the matter is, this girl probably was more a servant of the real God than she was a Satanist because the characteristics that she listed, that she claimed, were really good characteristics of honesty and hardworking and, and I don't, you know, I, I do this, I do that, and, and, um, but it's it's just it's unreal that it today in today's religion if you claim it then that makes you it you know it, just the fact that a person says i'm a christian well okay they think that makes them a christian or i'm a satanist and they think okay that makes me a satanist because i just said it no well not so again we come back to your identity is revealed by the god that you serve your the character of a person is revealed by the god that they serve Big letter G or small letter G. Now, let's consider what we can learn about, what we can know about serving God, some of the characteristics of God. In Jeremiah 9 and verse 24, it says, But let him that glory, glories in this, that, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, which exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. So what we have here is the characteristics of God. And we have three things that are listed here. One is loving kindness. In other words, God is an affectionate person. He loves mankind. He loves us. 
That's the reason he sent his son to die for us, because he loves us and doesn't want us to self-destruct. Judgment means that he's wise and yet firm at the same time. That's what judgment reveals. Uh, Righteousness reveals that he has standards and can be depended on, and he's not whimsical. He doesn't have give laws today and then all of a sudden do away with them. No, you can depend on him. He is righteous. Okay, now these are not just the things God is. These are the things that God does. And you got to understand that. We're talking about what, what does God, not just, you know, not what God is, but what does God do? Okay, let's consider what God actually is all about. He's about loving kindness. He's about judgment. He's about righteousness. Okay. Now, there is a great confusion when it comes to identifying the character of the two, the characteristics of the two, the characteristics of God, the characteristics of Satan. So here we have the characteristics of God. And... Um, Again, there's a lot of confusion, and there's a lot. The reason I say that is this example I just gave you of this girl on Facebook who said, "Well, I'm a I'm a Satanist, but I'm really a good person." Well, okay, well, actually, like I said, she's probably more serving the real God than she is a Satanist, serving Satan. Again, I come back to this: the characteristics, of, the character of a person is revealed by the God that you serve. Now, the character of a nation is revealed by the God, or, you know, big letter G or small letter G, that they serve. Now, I want to make a distinction here. You can live in an ungodly nation, and yet the individual character of the people may not be that bad. In other words, it it depends on who's in control. It depends on who holds the power. It depends on who's in leadership. If your leadership is godless, that doesn't mean that all the people in your nation, you know, are godless also. I think today what we have is a godless leadership more so than ever before because, I mean, at least most presidents claim to be a Christian. And I know that, you know, Obama claims to be Christian, but he also, when he asked about his religion, he said, which, you know, referring to the Muslim faith or Christianity. But anyway, that's another story, but. Again, anybody can claim the name Christian. Just because you say it doesn't mean that that's what you are. But Proverbs 29 verse 2 says this, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bears rule, the people mourn. So here we have an example of the wicked bearing rule, and but the people are not all about that. You know, they are mourning, they are sad, they are upset that we've got this idiotic leadership, you know, going on. <clears throat> so let, let's consider uh, the characteristics of the devil here. So this will help you identify, okay, again, I, you know, I come back to this. Your identity is revealed by the God that you serve. The characteristics of, the, of, the, of Satan here. John 8 and verse 44, it says, You are of your, Jesus speaking, you are of your father the devil, And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. Now, first of all, I mean, let's, let's, let's take a look at what we're dealing with here. I mean, this is a powerful description 
of this diabolical being called Satan. Uh, you know, there's another verse in 1 John 3 and verse 8 that says, He that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. In other words, what that scripture sort of reveals is that there are no shades of gray. I know we like living in the shades of, of different colors and and what's really right and what's really wrong, but, I mean, this statement is powerful. I mean, it says, Whosoever commits sin is of the devil. You're, that's the characteristics that you're mimicking when you do that. So there's really not the shades of gray that we pretend to live under and not sure what is right and not sure what is wrong. Again, the character of a person is revealed by the God that you serve. And so what we're dealing with is sort of back to basics here, basic Christianity. What God will you serve is is the issue here. All right, let's tear this verse apart here. John 8 and verse 44. You are of your father, the devil. Well, not tear it apart, but let's just, let's, let's understand this. I used the wrong terminology here. Uh, let's, let's explain this verse. John 8 and verse 44. You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. So the first thing that we see about the character of Satan is lust. Lust for that which is forbidden. Okay, uh, we're not talking about sin out of ignorance. Okay, uh, we're talking about something that you're doing and you know it's wrong, but and, and, but yet you have this lust for it and you do it anyway. Okay, when I do that, when you do that, when anybody does that, what God am I serving? Well, it's the small letter G God, okay? It's it's the satanic. It's Satan when you're serving that God. He that commits sin is of the devil. All right. Then it goes on to say, he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Well, you might think, well, I'm, I don't do that. I'm not going around murdering anybody. But let's consider our nation. One murder every 36 minutes. And you have man's law on murder, which, you know, may be... 10 to 20 years in prison, and it takes uh, $64,000 a year in a maximum security prison to keep that person in there. If he serves 20 years, that's $1,280,000. So, of course, God's law on murder, once tried and found guilty, he would be put out of his misery. And I think lethal injection cost about $86. The drug they use for lethal injection cost about $86. Uh, quite a difference there. But speaking of our nation, it says in Isaiah 1 and verse 15, it says, and when you spread forth your hands, now this is talking to religious people, okay? This is talking to, religious, talking, talking to church-going people. When you spread, oh, Lord, I just love Jesus. When you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. When you make many prayers, I will not hear your hands are full of blood. What's he talking about? Your hands are full of blood. Well, dropping down to verse 21, it says, How is the faithful city become a harlot? It was full of judgment and righteousness lodged in it. But now murderers. Boy, I tell you, if the shoe fits, wear it. You know, in Isaiah's time here, he wasn't necessarily talking about us as a nation, but it applies. If the shoe fits, wear it. So when your land is full of murders, 
again, one murder every 36 minutes, what God are they serving? Well, it's the small letter G, God. Now, let's take a look at this at a personal level. You say, well, I don't have a problem. I'm not running around murdering people. But have you ever had an anger fantasy? Excuse me. An anger fantasy where you allow your mind to go down channels of anger and getting even and, you know, maybe killing or whatever, fighting or whatever. Well, sure, we, we have those. And, and so what God are you serving when you allow your mind to go down those channels of anger fantasies? Well, it's, it's, the, it's the small letter G God. It's satanic. It's Satan. Again, the real character of a person is revealed by the God that you serve. The third characteristics of the God of this world is John 8 and verse 44. It says, because there is no truth in him, when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Now, you know, we are a generation of liars. Just look at, you know, the political arena. I mean, no one believes them anymore. I mean, that's that's what we have come to. I mean, maybe there was a time when at least you went out on a limb and said, well, maybe this guy is speaking the truth. But today, you know, it's like, how do you know when a politician is lying uh, when his lips are moving? But, you know, it's just we've lost faith in our leadership. It's just another lying politician. Uh, It's sort of how we view it today. So, you know... uh, you know, at one time I used to get excited about maybe we could get some kind of godly leadership in here and, and I would donate money and things like that. But today I've lost faith in our leadership. So, you know, when we talk about a generation of liars, if that's what's going on, well, what God, what, what God is our nation serving if, if all it consists of a generation of liars? Well, let's talk about you and me. You know, how easy is it to lie? Uh, often we lie because we don't want to look bad. And that's, that's the motive for lying. We don't want to look bad. But how easy is it to tell a little white lie? I'm not sure what I call, call it a white lie. But uh, how easy is that? And usually we have immediate justification for doing so. Well, I did that because... Proverbs 8 and verse 7 says, For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. You know, we should always practice speaking the truth, not a lie. And if you think, well, how did the political arena become a pack of liars? Well, it's probably started out as a subtle thing. I mean, I don't, um, and it just, it escalated until today, that's all you have spin and and just no direct answer not even the ability to say yes no uh just everything is distortion and confusion and untruths and lies is what you hear today how would you regain the trust of the people i'm not sure how it would take some time to do that for politicians to regain the trust. But the first thing, the main thing it would take is some honesty here, some honesty. But when you consider, let's consider, consider this, people don't want to hear truth, do they? You know, give us what 
we won't. Uh, people, you know, people, there was a phrase in a movie where I think it was called Rigoletto, where he says people only see and hear what they want to see and hear. And, of course, we're, we're reminded of the prophets who say, speak smooth things. So we don't want to hear about the Holy One of Israel. So, you know, maybe as a nation, the reason the lies have gone over so well is because we don't want truth. We don't want to hear truth. It's easier to believe a lie. So, again, we're talking about the characteristics of Satan here. What God are we serving as a nation when all we want to hear are lies? Let's take a look at Ephesians 2 and verse 2. It says, Wherein in times past you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Notice that there is a spirit that works in the children of disobedience. I mean, I was watching this uh, on TV, this uh, spring break. Hannity was, uh, uh, there was a woman interviewing these people on spring break, and they're running around getting drunk and having sex on the beach, and run, women are running around topless. And, and this woman said, Don't, what will your parents think? This woman is interviewing some of these young kids and said, what will your parents think of you doing? And, and the response was, I don't give a blank what my parents think. And I thought, oh, my, I suppose their parents were watching when she said that. I mean, it just it was horrendous. The lack of the disrespect and just the lack of morality. So what God are the children of disobedience serving? What's well, very clear what God they are serving. They are serving the small letter G, God. And, of course, in our world, our society, there is a, a theology in religion of disobedience. Uh, there is a spirit of disobedience that one can receive at church, I believe. Just believe. Just accept. There's nothing you must do. It's all grace plus nothing. That's the theology that's been taught in mainstream churchianity for years. Now, another characteristic that I want to touch on here is just, I just, I just want to mention this. Again, the character of, the, of a person is revealed by the God that you serve. You know, Satan is a neuter being. He can't reproduce. And I think his purpose for rebellion was that he realized what God was doing through mankind, that God was recreating himself through mankind, creating children of God. And in our society, everything reproduces after its own kind. You know, trees reproduce trees after their own kind. Pigs, uh, well, maybe that's a bad example. But, uh, you know, cats reproduce cats. Dogs reproduce dogs. Human beings reproduce human beings. Well, God is in the process of creating children of God after his own kind. That's the destiny of mankind. And I think when Satan saw this, what God was up to, that was the reason for the rebellion of where he took a third of the angels and they rebelled against God. Because, you know, Satan, as an angel, in, in his original form, the angels neither are, you know, marry or, or are given in marriage. They are neuter. They can't reproduce. And so a third of these angels rebelled against God, God's plan. And I just think it's interesting that here's this being called Satan who is neuter. He can't reproduce. And here is a, a, a 
a character flaw in our society called gay marriage, homosexuality, men with men, women with women, who are mimicking, you know, they, 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 have, they are living a lifestyle, a, this neuter lifestyle where they can't reproduce. And, and, you know, you have to ask, well, where did that come from? Where does this desire, men with men, women with women, choosing a way of life where they cannot reproduce children, practicing this this you know abomination of, and it it's mimicking. Well, it's mimicking mimicking this small letter G God. What God are they serving when you participate in this kind? of evil well it's again the answer the character of a person is revealed by the god that you serve uh you know living the christian life is just it's not that complicated it really isn't it's just a matter of identifying what god you are serving at any given moment and that's a little that, that can be tough <clears throat> identifying what god you are serving at any given moment because our emotions and our feelings change very rapidly. Situations of life change very rapidly. It depends on what you're going through, what you're presented with, what you're up against. You know, life can throw you a curveball at any given moment. But at any, any given moment, living the Christian life, it's about identifying what God you are serving at that moment. You know, discerning others is not that difficult. Now, maybe there is a gift of discernment that people have, one of the gifts of the Spirit, but it's really not that hard to discern others. It's just a matter of identifying what God they are serving. You know, I, I hate to admit it, but it's true, and I know this from my own, you know, weakness and, and struggle with sin, but the God that most people serve is the God of self, you know, I, I've mentioned this before, but there are three gods, false gods, that we all seem to serve in our society. Belly God, money God, time God. <clears throat> you know, belly God, I mean, just look at the average weight of the average American. That's one issue, overweight. But, you know, it's like, well, you're not going to tell me what I can and cannot eat. Dietary laws, yes, yeah, so let's talk about the dietary laws. Well, you're not going to tell me. I, I can't eat that. I want to eat that. So there's this false god that we have called the belly god that rules and, and is in control of us. We bow to the belly god, let's say. <laughs> then there's the money god. Well, you're not going to tell me how to spend my. You're not going to tell me I need to give 10% of my income, to, you know, tithe 10% of my income. You know, there's, I've met elderly people that have never learned to tithe their money. You know, they put $5 in the offering plate and make change. They take $3 back out. Uh, they've just never learned to give. Maybe they grew up in the Great Depression. Maybe they grew up in hard times. And the, the idea of giving God 10%, it's just unheard of. It's a quarter in the offering plate, whatever. So this is another false god. And then there's the time god, another false god that we serve. Because there's nothing that we value more than our time. And to come along and say, okay, you've got to keep my Sabbath day, 24 hours, you know. 
from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. You've got, this is my time, God says. This is the time to disconnect from your world and connect with me. Well, I'm not about to do that. I'm not about to do that. There's no way I'm going to do that. So there's God of self, and the God of self breaks down into three areas, belly God, money God, and time God, and don't ever forget this. Don't, in fact, you are being, you know, we, 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 we look at Abraham. Abraham, go sacrifice your son, and we say, well, I'm, I'm sure I'm glad God doesn't do that today, that God doesn't tell us to make these, you know, ridiculous requirements upon us, you know, go sacrifice your son. Well, let me tell you something. You are being tempted, tested every single day of your life, and God has put in place things that really speak to God as to where your heart is at, just how sincere you really are. I mean, how often do you eat? Well, three times a day. How often do you get paid? Well, once a week. Uh, How often does the issue of time come around? Well, every seventh day. So God has set in place certain things that test our faith on a continuous basis. And it really, it breaks down to these three areas, belly God, money God, time God. So the God of self. So if I'm just serving God of self, who am I serving? Really? Who am I serving? First John 5 and verse 19 says, and we know that we are of God for the whole world lies in wickedness. Now, you know, that's hard to handle. That's hard to swallow. The whole world lies in wickedness. I know a lot could be said about thinking the best of others, about positive thinking. A lot could be said about, you know, the song, What a Wonderful World. There, there's the beauty of creation, you know. And it's sort of like that little expression, two men look through the same bars one sees the mud, the other sees the stars. And, and so thinking positive and looking toward the positive, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's good. But there is a model for us to live by. And it is this. First John 5 and verse 19, it says, You are of God, okay, and the whole world lies in wickedness. In other words, the whole world is serving their God, small letter G. So what it really breaks down to is who will you serve today? That has been the question to us for 6,000 years. You have two options, big letter G God, small letter G God. And I'm going to close with this, uh, Joshua 24 and verse 15. It says, if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods, notice that, the gods, small letter G, which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods, or the small letter G of the Amorites, whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The character of a person is revealed by the God that you serve. Your identity is revealed by the God that you serve. 
If you would like more information or if you have any questions, write to Is That Really in the Bible? 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia 24151. Or visit us on the web at Is That Really in the Bible? dot net.